Thank you, brother. Well, good morning. Good to see you all on this sunny day. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Looking old, they say. Yeah. It's funny you say that. I went, I did a physical this, this past week. And I walked in and the nurse said, you look stressed and tired. Are you? I was like, I don't, I don't feel stressed and tired, but I, maybe I am looking older too this year. I don't know. It's funny that the people that say that are older than me. I'm not commenting about how you look this morning. <laughs> uh, anyway, James chapter 1 this morning is where we'll be, I'm sure... Most of you that have been here the last few weeks know that, but those visiting with us this morning and uh, are new to the class, we're glad you're here, but James chapter 1 is where we'll be. We'll read verses 1 through 8, but then this morning we'll be focusing primarily on verses 5 through 8. Wisdom for temptation, or wisdom for trials, if you will. Uh, James chapter 1 says this, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, And it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So as we discussed last week, we talked about the temptations or the trials that will come. Uh, We talked about the fact that they're inevitable. It's not if where they come, but when they come. Uh, We will face those challenges, those temptations, if you will. And uh, what do we we find? What do we find when we find ourselves there? Uh, Today, in in verse 5, James tells us how to pray and to ask uh, for when those trials come. What should we ask for? Relief? Somebody read ahead. They said wisdom. Relief, we just, uh, oftentimes we just want a reprieve or a removal of the affliction. Uh, But that's not how patience works. Uh, We kind of talked about that a little bit last week. um, But we really ought to be praying for wisdom to make right use of it. That we would make the most of that thing that God has allowed or brought into our life. Not that God would just help us and remove that. That's the easy way out. But we don't become more mature or complete in Christ if that were the case. Uh, but we need wisdom to understand how to go through that. And listen, we always need to remember that God is working through and in these. Uh, he's not forsaken us. And he, and he desires to do work. And so when we say that we need this wisdom, what is it? It's a biblical wisdom. 
uh, or biblical wisdom focuses on practical living in obedience to God's revealed will. Uh, Job 28, 28 says this, And unto man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. Psalm 111, 10 says this, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do His commandments. His praise endureth forever. So we're not talking about a worldly wisdom. I found a quote from Mr. Rogers. Anybody remember Mr. Rogers? I know most of you are older than me, so you are familiar with him. But he was still on TV when I was coming up. But Mr. Rogers says this, Life is deep and simple. And what our society gives is shallow and complicated. So the wisdom that we're talking about this morning is not a worldly wisdom. It is not of this earth. It, it, it comes from God, and, and as you'll see today, it's actually a gift from God. He gives it to us if we would ask Him. And the fear of the Lord is wisdom. When we fear the Lord properly, listen this morning, we will conduct ourselves in compliance with God's commands. This is wisdom. Uh, <clears throat> wisdom brings God into the proper focus. It views life from His perspective. Uh, how do we need wisdom when we face things? Uh, you might say wisdom is the ability to make decisions as God would make them. Let me show you, or let me show you, I'm not going to show you my notes, but um, uh, let me read to you what Charles Spurgeon said. It says, wisdom is the right use of knowledge to know it is not to be wise, but to know how to use knowledge is to have wisdom. So we're not just talking about gaining information. There's tons of information in this world. Uh, but it's how to make decisions uh, based on the character of God, I would say. And understanding this, let us look into the text a little bit this morning and see about this God-given insight that we call wisdom. Verse 5, it says, If any of you lack wisdom, so I would say that if we're honest, every one of us would admit in this room that we lack wisdom. And uh, I would admit to some of the senior saints in the room that I'm probably lacking a little bit more than you because I haven't been through the things that you have and I haven't experienced those things. Listen, I haven't lived long enough to ask for that wisdom. Uh, I trust that the senior saints in this room have been going through this life and they've been asking God for wisdom. And this is a side note. It's not even in my notes, but... I was talking to Cindy yesterday, and, and we were talking about the gossip from ladies' retreat, you know. And, and, uh, but we're, she, she said something, and I can't remember what, it, what it, I can't even remember what it said, but we started a conversation, and there is a lack of honoring our elders in society, in our churches. And listen, there are some senior folks in this room that have been through it already. Uh, we would do well to go get some advice and some counsel from those folks. Uh, they've been in that situation. They've been in that turmoil, in that struggle. And they've went to God and said, Lord, I need some wisdom. I need your help. And they've been there. And they can remind us and encourage us, hey, God hasn't forsaken you. God will be here through this. Don't forget these things. And listen, we would do good uh, to seek out counsel from our senior saints. Uh, our society is forsaking uh, history, if you will, if you want to look at it that. They don't want to go back. Uh, to the last generation that have learned some things. And uh, honestly, they learned how not to do some things. Uh, they've put some things in place to protect uh, 
the next generation, but oftentimes the next generation is too stupid to listen, right? Anyway, that's not in my notes, so I'm just rambling. Let me press on. <clears throat> As we learned last week, trials always have a divine purpose in our life. God is not going to waste those things. He's always trying to do something. Wisdom enables us to look at our trials with the understanding that they are not without rhyme or reason. We understand that God is doing something. God is working. Wisdom equips us to face our trials and enables us to trust God with the purpose and end results. Do you trust God for those things? The purpose behind it and what He's trying to do in your life and and how He's trying to develop you and the end results? Listen, we always think we, we have an assumption of what we want the end result to be oftentimes. Wisdom says, you know what, I'm going to allow God to work and I'm going to trust Him for what He's doing here. And whatever He wants to come of this, I'm going to look to Him for that. Wisdom. And allow God to handle the end result. Listen, even at times when we don't see or understand these, we ask in faith. We need to trust God. Listen, do you believe God is operating on your behalf? I mean, we can go through a whole study about that. God is on our side. He loves us. He cares for us. He's doing those things that are for our good. And don't forget that when you face these trials. Uh, And just remember that God's smarter than you. You lack wisdom. I don't care how old you are in this room. You don't have the wisdom of God entirely. Uh, There are still some things in this life that you may face that you don't have the answers for. You need to look to God for your lack of wisdom. Uh, There is a lack of wisdom, uh, especially in our society. In short, James tells us trials will come. Therefore, we need to pray for more uh, than just help or relief. We need to pray for wisdom so we can see those trials from a divine perspective. God, what are you teaching me in here? I don't fully understand what's taking place in these circumstances. God, help me to understand. Give me wisdom. Uh, He's helping us face these trials. Listen, a lack of wisdom leaves us unable to see the trials for what they are and leaves us without the ability to face and effectively cope through those. Without the wisdom, you're not going to be able to make it through. Uh, And maybe I'll tie a bow on that as we get a little bit through through this lesson. I'll try not to get through my notes, or ahead of my notes. I do that often, then I get sidetracked. But anyway... I don't think anyone here would question that we need wisdom. But I dare to say many of us lack it. So how do we get it? How do we obtain wisdom? It's pretty complicated. Look at verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. That's real profound. That's pretty simple. We just simply have to ask. But maybe because of our pride, or we think we know we have the answers, we we presume we know what God's doing through a circumstance, so maybe we don't request that. Pride and presumptuous, we we neglect to ask oftentimes. Uh, But the reality is the answers are available and there if we would just ask. 
why do we oftentimes not understand things and, and not sure what God's doing? And that doesn't mean you're going to know every day and in every circumstances at that moment. God, that's why we talked about last week, letting patience have its work. God does work probably slower most of the time than we like. Uh, but the answers are available to us. Let him ask of God. Matthew Henry said this, Let the foolish become beggars at the throne of grace as they are in fair way to be wise. As they are in a fair way to be wise. I put in parentheses next to that humility. God, I don't know what's going on. I need your help. God, give me some insight. Give me a biblical perspective. Give me a Holy Spirit understanding of what you're doing here. Uh, I can't figure this out on my own. But we need to humble ourselves. I like how Matthew Henry said, become beggars at the throne of grace. When's the last time you begged God for some insight on something? We want things to happen in life. We want results. We want things. And we want to understand what God's doing. But do we really get on our faces before God and say, God, I need you in this. I need you to help me to understand it and ask for help through it. But we're lazy. And we don't like to be inconvenient. So what do we do? God, remove this, please. I don't want to go through this. I don't want to face this. When we should be saying, God, here we are in this. Show me what I need to learn. Ask God for wisdom. <clears throat> Request it from God. It's a gift. He's going to give it. And we'll get into that. It's a gift. You do not have to buy it, earn it. All you must do is ask for it. It doesn't get much simpler than that. This wisdom does not come from within us or from any human or earthly source. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, we have that wisdom is a God-given insight, if you will. This wisdom does not come from within us or from other source. Look at Job chapter 28, if you would, this morning. I'm going to run out of time. Usually if I have four pages of notes, it comes out to about... Sunday school time. Well, the last few weeks, that hasn't been the case. I might have to shut my mouth and just stick to my notes. I don't know. Sorry. I'm rambling to myself. Job 28, verse 12. But where shall wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Man knoweth not the price thereof, neither is it found in the land of the living. The depth saith it is not in me, and the sea saith it is not with me. It cannot be gotten for gold, neither shall silver be weighed for the price thereof. It cannot be valued with the gold of Ophir, and the precious onyx, or the sapphire. The gold and the crystal cannot equal it, and the exchange of it shall not be for jewels of fine gold. No mention shall be made of coral, or of the pearls, or the price of wisdom is above rubies. The topaz of Ethiopia shall not... Equal it, neither shall it be valued with pure gold. Whence then cometh wisdom? And where is the place of understanding? Seeing it is hid from the eyes of all living and kept close from the fowls of the air. Destruction and death say, 
We have heard the fame thereof with our ears. God understandeth the way thereof, and he knoweth the place thereof, for he looketh to the ends of the earth and seeth under the whole heaven to make the weight for the winds, and he weigheth the waters by measure. When he made a decree for the rain and a way for the lightning of the thunder, then did he see it and declare it. He prepared it, yea, and searched it out. And unto man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. And we saw in Psalm 111.10 that uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Listen, this begins and ends with God. You can't have God's perspective without going to God. In His Word, asking, we need to ask for wisdom. This wisdom only comes from God. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. You can't get it from reading a book, unless it's this book. You cannot get it from going to seminary. It's funny because I was talking to a pastor about that the other day. 